Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. To the word. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. Y'all ready? I said, are you ready? Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, and I manifest. In Jesus' name, amen. We missed the line. Say, and that settles it. And that settles it. It's win a win for me. And that settles it. It's win a win for us. And that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, in this new series that we're started um, called How to Win No Matter What You're In, we looked at this scripture from 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. It says, now thanks be to God who, what? who always leads us in triumph in Christ, which means God is not going to force you to win. He's going to lead you to a win. But to be led to a win, you have to submit. Hear me, whenever God is trying to get you to win, the enemy will try to have something rise up in you to break your submission. And I need you to let the enemy know he's a liar and your submission will remain in place. What is submission? It means not my will, but the will of the one that I'm serving. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'll stay submitted. I'll stay submitted. I'll, I'll stay submitted to God. I'll stay submitted to my man of God. I'll stay submitted to God's order. Why? Because the only way he can lead me into triumph is that I have to submit to that leadership. And for some of you, that thing trying to rise up on the inside of you to break your submission is the enemy trying to get you to forfeit your victory. But I promise out that the devil is a lie and it's not going to work. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, I'm being led to triumph. I'm now, thanks be to God who always, which means it's only two options for us. It is win or win. It is not win, loser, draw. It is win or win. Who always leads us into triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge at every place. Pay attention. God says every win you get, I am spreading my knowledge, which means the reason you're winning, hear me, is not for your glory. The reason you were winning is for his glory because every time people see you win, they get to say, God gets the glory out of it. I need you winning so that when your family sees you, they'll say, I know that ain't her, that's God. 
I need you winning so that when your family sees you, they'll say, I know that's not him, that's God. I need you winning so that your boss will say, I know that's not them, that must be God. I prophesy the winds that are about to manifest in your life are going to make everybody look at your life and say, didn't nobody do this but God. Come on, I need you to drop that in the comments. This is for his glory. For his glory, for his glory. Why do you want out of debt? For his glory. Why do you want to be at the top? For his glory. Why do you want to win? For his glory. Listen, there's always a win, even if it seems like loss. Sometimes the problem we have is how we measure a win. So we got to learn how to step back and say, God, show me where the win is in this. Because sometimes you're looking at it and you'll say, I lost this friend. Did you lose a friend or did you win the fact that now you have knowledge that they were never really your friend in the first place? Everything is always a win for you. He always leads us into triumph. Pay attention. Wednesday's message was called, here's what you need to win. Because winning is like a good recipe. Now, I can't cook, but I know how to work a recipe. Watch me. It works every time and everywhere. Here it is, if you follow it. You cannot change the winning recipe and expect to get wins. You cannot change a championship barbecue recipe and expect for it to win. You ever had somebody change the recipe and you knew they changed the recipe? You ever had somebody at Thanksgiving talk about, I put a little something different in the macaroni and cheese, and you're like, and we can tell. And we wish you would have kept with the one that wins. I put a little something different in the potato salad, and we can tell. We wish you would have kept the one that wins. Hear me. Winning has a recipe. Pay attention. 1 Peter 1 and 17 says, The heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. Uh-oh. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. Oh, my God. I need you to listen very carefully. God's, watch me. He's not going to look at your intentions. He's going to look at your actions. Because too many people, you intended to do something that was going to get you a victory, but you never did it. I pray you would shift from intention to action, from intention to action. You ain't just going to talk like a winner, baby. You about to walk like a winner. You about to walk it out on your job, walk it out with your family, walk it out in your city, walk it out. In your, I just wish at your house, you pop up out your seat and just start walking, baby. I'm about to walk this thing out. Why? He's going to judge or reward me based on what I do, not just what I say. And I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it. Come on, just fist bump somebody at your house and just tell them, and we're doing this thing, and we're doing this thing, and we are doing this thing. Listen carefully. He will judge you or reward you according to what you do, not what you planned on doing. Not what you intended to do. Here's what that's good news. Some of you planned to quit, but you didn't do it. So because you didn't do it, God says, I'm about to reward your faithfulness. Some of you planned to give up on God, but because you didn't do it, he says, I'm about to reward your faithfulness. Come on, somebody say, do it, God, do it, God, do it. He will judge you or reward you. Judgment means he will correct you by force. Reward you means, watch me, he will promote you by force. Judgment means he's going to check you by force. Reward means he's going to celebrate you by force. Which means, watch me, look at me, look at me, pay attention. Declaring is different than doing. Many times when it comes to wins, we declare it, but we do not do what's necessary to get it done. You can talk all day about how you're about to lose weight, but if you don't do what's necessary to do it, you are not going to get it done. Look at Proverbs 23, 7. 
For as he thinketh in his heart, this old school, this King James, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, now heart in scripture is this Hebrew word lev, L-E-B, which means mind. So God says, as you think in your mind, so are you. Look at the next part. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Wait a minute. We've all experienced people who have said one thing, but when we saw what they did, it said something else. We've all had people in our lives that when they, they said they loved us, and then we watched them take the actions of people that hate us. I wish I had some people in this building and some people online on this online only Sunday. I can tell the truth. You've had some people that say, eat and drink. In other words, have a good time. And then once you do what they say to do, they go talk about you like a dog. They say, anytime you need me, call me. You call her when they need you. And now they tell everybody, she always calling me. Well, Ninja, you told me to call you in the first place. You shouldn't have told me to do it. If when I did it, you were going to talk trash about me. Watch me. Habits always match the heart. Listen, habits match the heart. Listen, habits match the heart. So when start from within, no matter what we're in. When start from within no matter what we are in. Look at Romans 8 and 36. As it is written, listen to this, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now, now pay attention. Verse 37, watch what he says. He says, no. In other words, it may feel that way, but it's not that way because feelings aren't facts. Now, this is important because some of you, watch me, here's where your wins start. They start within because your habits are going to match your heart. If we don't get your mindset to be a, min a winning mindset, you're never going to move like a winner. If we don't get your heart to think like a winner, you will be acceptable and you will tolerate loss. I pray loss would make you, watch me, it would be disgusting to you. Mm. I pray that losing when you don't have to would be disgusting to you. I pray that God give you a taste for victory in everything that you do. And that unless it's winning, baby, I ain't in it. Come on, open up your mouth and say, I'm in this to win this. I'm in this to win this. I'm in this to win this. He says, we face death all the day long. And we're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Then in verse 37, he directly contradicts what he says in verse 36. What does he say? No. In other words, it may feel that way, but it's not that way because feelings aren't facts. Everybody type that in the comments. Feelings aren't facts. Come on, I need you to say and type. I need you to multitask. You got to walk and chew gum today. Feelings aren't facts. Come on, say it one more time. Feelings aren't facts. Third time, feelings aren't facts. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's real. Because watch me, sometimes, you ever, you ever had a taste for a particular type of food and then got that food and be like, I do not want this. Feelings are not facts. Pay attention. Look at the rest of the verse. In all these things, shut your mouth, which means whatever I'm in, I intend to win. In all these things, even when I feel like I'm facing death all day long, even when it feels like I'm a sheep to be slaughtered, here's how you know you're really walking with God, is when you feel like everything that could take you down has showed up to try to take you down. Here's how you know you're really walking with God is that you feel like he's got you out there just being slaughtered. You feel like he's got you out there and he's not checking the people that are acting crazy with you. When you feel like God has got you out there, pay attention. You know you're walking with God because in all these things, what things, no matter what you're in, 
We are, come on, say it with me, y'all, more than conquerors through him who loved us. Shut your mouth, which means we're in this, whatever I'm in, to win this. If you're in anxiety, you're going to win. If you're in depression, you're going to win. If you're in debt, you're going to win. If your family got issues, you're going to win. If you don't even like you right now, you're going to win. If you don't feel like going on, you're going to win. Whatever you're in, I need you to open up your mouth and shout, I'm in this to win this. I Come on, if you're just coming in, I need you to like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. Tag somebody that needs to hear this. Tag somebody that's going through something right now and just tell them we're in this to win this. Lift your hands and worship God if you expect to win. Go. Three. Two. Come on, everybody. One. Say, I'm in it to win it. Pay attention. Pay attention. Whatever I am in, I am in this to win this. And I taught you on Wednesday that desire plus discipline create wins. Listen to me. So expect attacks in those two areas. Desire plus discipline equals wins. So expect the enemy to attack your desire. He's going to try to make it to where you say, you know what? I don't even care no more. I rebuke lethargy. Mm. I rebuke you giving up. I rebuke you saying it doesn't even matter to me anymore. You must be on your mind. You've been through all you've been through. Put in the time you put in. Put in the serve you put in. Put in the labor you put in. Put in this, and you just gonna give up. The devil is a lie. I pray God restore your desire right now. I know it's an online only Sunday, but the Holy Ghost is moving. Come on, say God restore my desire. Restore. Desire plus discipline creates wins, so expect attacks in those two areas. He'll make it to where you'll reduce your desire to match your situation. To where you reduce your desire to match what it is. And you'll end up forfeiting the victory before you ever went to fight to fight. Imagine had David, when he goes out to fight Goliath, and his brothers say, you shouldn't be here, and Saul says, you're ridiculous, and the people around him are talking negative, saying no one can do it. Three times, David was given an out, but David's desire was, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I'm in this to witness. See, for some of you all, your mama told you you won't make it. Your cousin said you won't make it. Your ex said you won't make it. Your job said you won't make it. Your situation said you won't make it. You got all of these thumbing things coming against you, and you got to be able to say, wait a minute, I'm in this to win this. My desire is it ain't over. Not until the fat lady saying, no, it ain't over until I win. Now, I need you to just type that in all caps in the comments. I win. I I win, 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 I win. Expect attacks in your desire. Watch the next. Expect attacks in your discipline. Expect the enemy to say it. Don't take all that. Expect people to try to pull you away from your disciplines. It's amazing to me that when you're undisciplined, people, watch me, they don't mess with you. But when you get disciplined, when you say, wait a minute, yeah, it's online only Sunday, but I ain't missing church. I'm online right now. Watch me. Watch me. I'm not missing. Watch me. I'm not going to be absent from my serve. I'm not going to be absent from my sewing. I'm not going to be absent from my discipline. You cannot want to get in shape physically, and you only go to the gym one time a week. Baby, you got to have discipline. And even when you're like, I don't want to see another machine. I don't want to hear nobody else grunting and grinding and all that. I don't want, watch me. You have to have discipline. Even when you want to, watch me, go blow your check, because as far as you're concerned, you earned it. I'm talking to somebody right there. Watch me. You have to have discipline. Mm. Come on. Say, Lord, give me discipline. Give me. 
The enemy's going to attack that area to make you, watch me, it starts slow. It's like boiling frog uh, syndrome. What does that mean? Uh, if you throw a, a frog in the hot water, it's going to jump out. But if you put a frog into water it's used to and slowly begin to turn up the temperature, what happens? It won't recognize that it's in something that's going to kill it. And for some of you all, the enemy has been slowly turning up the temperature and you don't even recognize that he's messing with your disciplines. And some of you all, you've been off. I call you back on your square today. You've not been focused. Get your focus back. You've not been serious like you used to be. Get serious again. You're letting the city you're in mess with your spirit. You're letting the people you're dealing with mess with your spirit. Get your discipline back now. I need you to lift your hands and say, God, restore my discipline. Discipline. Restore my discipline. Don't let me say what I shouldn't say. Don't let me do what I shouldn't do. Restore my discipline. Number one, desire. Jeremiah 10, 19. Watch desire. This is Jeremiah. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet because his assignment makes him weep a lot. Just because it's God doesn't mean it's easy. Look at me. Could it be that what you're called to do involves you doing what you don't feel called to do? I'll talk over here. Could it be that God leaves an insecurity in you? What does that mean? An area you don't really feel like you have what it takes to make sure that when you do what you're created and called to do, all of you doesn't always feel like you got what it takes. Bishop, what do you mean? If God called me to be the prophet, why is it that my assignment makes me weep? Why is it that my seat makes me want to holler? I'm going to tell somebody, listen, it comes with the call. If it's easy, everybody would be able to do it. If it's easy, everybody would be able to sit in your seat. I'm so glad you're not a punk. I want to preach now. I'm so glad that you can take the pressure. You can take the heartache. You can take the pain. You can take the betrayal. You I need you to open up your mouth. Say, it comes with the seat. It comes comes with the seat. Winning comes with the seat of people talking trash about you. You mad that two people are talking crazy. Imagine when you're on the cover of the magazine and thousands are coming and they don't even know you. I learned a lesson many, many years ago because we were working on this thing in the city. We were working on this thing in the city and we had all these news, these news trucks and things showed up in the state. We were working on this thing. Um, they called it, we were trying to get prayer back in the school. That's not what we were trying to do. We were trying to create a time uh, in school where kids, they could pray, they could meditate, they could do whatever they wanted to do at the beginning of the day to set aside. And the, uh, the way the state released it to the news media is they said, Bishop Foreman is trying to get prayer back into schools. And do you not know that the news came after me? I found out why Elijah Muhammad told Malcolm to stay away from them cameras. The news came after me, something vicious. They came after me. The, every, listen, every address they ever thought they maybe had for me. And I remember one, they found the right one one time. And then the man, I looked out the window, and the nine news uh, truck is outside, and they knocking on the door. Bishop Foreman, we know you're in there. Bishop Foreman, I said, this is crazy. They got preachers to come on TV and talk trash about me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm still preaching. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Be careful who you come against. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Well, watch me. They got preachers to come on TV and try to talk uh, against what we were doing, and they didn't even know what we were doing. And I learned a very, very powerful lesson. I and then I started reading the comments of people, and people, they didn't even know us, and were, they were typing crazy comments. I'm like, y'all don't even know us. They, tried this, they, they, they said all this kind of crazy stuff, and I learned a powerful lesson. Now watch me. If you can't handle a few people talking crazy, then you can't handle wins. Because when you start winning, what does that make you? A target. 
And everybody that ain't winning like you is going to target after you. Watch me. Here's what I need you to celebrate. That you're not worried about people's nasty comments. You're not worried about people talking about you. What you're going to have to do is watch me win. What you're going to have to do is watch me. What you're going to have to do is watch me. Look at Jeremiah 1019. This is his assignment. And this is his assignment. Look at what he says. Woe is me. In other words, he starts feeling sorry for himself. So what's happening? The enemy's trying to attack his desire. You're going to start feeling like a victim. Nobody understands me. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I heard this one. Nobody appreciates me. Except for all the times you get told you appreciate it. But your desire gets attacked because then when the enemy wants to attack your desire, he's going to be, I have nobody to help me except the 50 people that help you. I don't have what I need except the fact that you have more than what you need. I'm going to tell somebody, you know you're under an attack by the enemy. Why? Because he's trying to make it look like, watch me, you're a victim. You are not a victim. You are a victor. Woe is me of, because of my hurt. My wound is grievous, but I said, truly, this is an affliction, and I must bear it. Listen to me. Your desire to win must be greater than your desire to whine. You need to pick your struggle. You're going to win or whine? Because you can't do both of them at the same time. I need you to make your decision right now in the comments. What is your decision? If you're going to whine, just be honest with us. Come on, just keep it 100. Just keep it 100. But if you're going to win, drop that in the comments right now. Win. That's all I need you to put. Win. I need you to keep saying that word. Because the more you say it, you're going to attract that to you. The more you release triumph in your name, you're going to attract that to you. Uh-oh. Come on, say your first and last name. Say your first and last name. Say, say wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to get used to your name being next to win, being next to triumph, being next to victory. Say, I have the desire to win. I'm in this to win this. I'm in this to win this. Which means even when my seat is difficult, I'm in this seat to win this. Even when your job as a mother gets difficult, I'm in this to win this. Even when your job as a father gets difficult, I'm in this to win this. Even when your job gets difficult as a leader, if everybody could lead, everybody would do it. Leadership is not easy because you have to deal with people. Have you dealt with people lately? It's a different type of person in the world. Watch me. Just because you have difficult people to lead does not mean that you are not supposed to win in that seat. Maybe instead of whining, you need to say, Lord, show me how to win with what I got. Maybe instead of whining about what you got, your prayer needs to be, Lord, show me how to win with what I got. On your job, you are not there to do the least and get the most. You are not there to, I saw this thing called quietly quit, where you ain't been doing the work for months and then all of a sudden you disappear. No, if you are there, you are there to win. Here's the second one. Here's the second one. Say discipline. 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 Come on, everybody. Say that and type that in the comments. Say discipline. Discipline. No, no, watch me. 1 Corinthians 9, 25. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. We're almost to where we're going. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is what? Disciplined. Uh-oh. And exercises self-control in all things, and they do it to win. Here's the problem most of us have, is we're disciplined in a few areas. But we got these other areas where, ooh -wee. We struggle, watch me, on purpose. We know it's not discipline. We know we shouldn't do it, but we do it anyhow. 
We know that we shouldn't call him, but you call him anyhow. You know you shouldn't eat that, ooh, but you eat it anyhow. You know you shouldn't talk like that, but in that moment you just feel like going off and so you talk like that. You know you shouldn't have sent that text, but you sent it anyhow. Pay attention. They are disciplined in what? In all things. And why do they do it? They do it to win. Listen to me. In this next phase of your life, this winning season, God desires for every area of your life to be disciplined. Look at me. Not perfect. But discipline. Let me see if I can say it another way. I'm not where I fully want to be. Come on online only someday. But I thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Why? I am disciplined in all things, in all areas. Look at verse 26. Therefore, say therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. Here's the problem. If you're going to win, you need to know what you're trying to win. For many, we talk win, but you don't know what you're trying to win. I just want to win in life. What does that mean? I just want to win. I just want to win in my mind. What does that mean? I just want to win as a leader. What does that mean? I just want to win as a wife. What does that mean? I just want to win as a What does that mean? If you don't have a definite goal, look what happens. You're going to flail around like one beating the air. You're going to shadow box, Paul says. It's just because you don't have a definite goal. Listen very carefully. If you're in this to win this, you need to know what a win looks like. If you're in this to win this, you have to define what a win looks like for you. Watch me. For some of you, here's the win. You're going to outlast the enemy. Because there's some enemies, watch me. You don't take them down. You just last longer than they do. Because you like to energize a bunny. You just keep. You just keep going and going and going and going. And watch me. And you'll wear your enemy out to where your enemy says, I can't do it like they do it. I can't keep going like they keep going. Watch me. Look at verse 27. But like a boxer. Wave at me if you like boxing online. Wave at me if you like boxing online. I, to be honest with you, the last boxing match I watched was Tyson and Holyfield. That's, that's last. Uh, that's last. And some of y'all don't even know who that is. That's the last one I watched when, when uh, Evander, uh, or no, who was it? Tyson, you know, he had a snack. <laughs> you know, he bit some of uh, Holyfield's ear, and he was, just, he was hungry, and so he had a snack. That, that's the last fight. That's the last fight that I remember. Pay attention. Look what he says, verse 27. But like a boxer. Look at me. Why a boxer? Because boxing requires your whole body. It requires your hands. It requires your legs. It requires your feet. It requires skill. It requires your sight. It requires all of your senses. Look at me. The reason he doesn't compare this to a football player or a bat is because, watch me, boxing requires all of you. And I need you to hear me. All of you has to be in this to win this. But watch me. You're not going to win if part of you is like, we're going to see. And the other part is like, I'm going to do it. You're not going to win this if you're like, I'm just, just seeing what God going to do. No. You have to make up in your mind that I'm in this, come on, to win this. Look at me. I strictly discipline my body. What does your body mean? Your senses. Say my senses. Now pay attention to this. That's your sight. That's your hearing. That's, that, that's your tongue. That, that, that's your touch. That's your smell. Pay attention. He says, I need you to discipline your body. What does that mean? To lead, to bring along, to bring into subjection and be compliant to the will of a master. Which means even when I don't feel like it, I make myself do it. Here's the problem we have in culture. Well, if you don't feel it, don't do it. That's a lie. The Bible says, even if you don't feel it, you're going to need to Force yourself to do it. Uh-oh. 
This directly contradicts a lot of the foolish that you see, you see on social media, a lot of the foolishness that you will even hear so-called professed experts giving platitudes with no Bible to back up their opinions. The Bible says, watch me, you bring your senses into subjection and make them compliant to the will of a master. So even though I don't want to treat you nice because I want to cuss you out seven ways from someday and I have a list of the words I'd like to use. I make myself compliant. I make myself shut up. You ready? Even when I do not, y'all not talking to me, even when I do not feel like doing what needs to be done. I force myself, if I got to get up at 5 in the morning to do it, I got to do it. Listen, because you cannot win in wine. You need to pick your struggle. Look at me. He says, I need you. We're almost done. He says, I need you, watch me, to bring your senses into subjection to the will of a master. So question, who's the master? I know what you're saying, Jesus. Is he though? Is he? Or do you tell him what you're going to do? Is he the master or do you tell me this is what I feel comfortable with? This is what my mental health can handle. This is what ain't nobody asked you none of that. Who is your master? Because at the end of the day, whoever your senses report to is who controls you. Whatever your senses report to, that's who controls you. Listen to me. Losing begins when your senses aren't disciplined. And your disciplines determine your destinations. Hear me, not your skills. It's a lot of skilled people that don't have the talent to be disciplined. It's a lot of skilled people that do not have the discipline. Your talents aren't going to get you there. Your giftings aren't going to get you there. Your anointings aren't going to get you there. Your disciplines determine your destinations. Lift your hands, open your mouth, and say, Lord, give me discipline. Lord, give me discipline. Come on online only someday. Lord, give me discipline. Hallelujah. Watch me, watch me. A lot of you look at other people and you'll say, so-and-so is not as skilled as me. You ever looked at somebody and you're like, so-and-so is not even as skilled as me. They're not even as good as me. They don't know. Come on, let's just keep it one on. Like, you ever looked at somebody like, how are they winning? Look at me. They're disciplines. They do consistently what you do occasionally. It's quiet in the building. They do all the time what you do some of the time. But I came to speak a all the time grace over you. I came to speak a all the time favor over you. Come on, say, I have desire and I'm disciplined. Come on, you all say, I have desire and I'm disciplined. The antonym or the opposite of discipline, you ready, is laziness. Uh-oh. Idle. Now, now, idle. Some of you say, well, Bishop, I'm disciplined. I don't do nothing. That's the antonym. That's the opposite of discipline. Inaction is a lack of discipline. You call it playing it safe. God says you lack discipline. You say, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just evaluating all my, mm. God says, watch me. If you are idle, you lack discipline. Next, inactive. What does this mean? Not only are you idle, you're not going anywhere, but you're inactive. You're not doing anything to actively make what you're trying to win in better. A lot of y'all get frustrated with stuff, and here's the truth. You ain't never tried to make it better. You get frustrated with stuff, and here's the truth. You've never tried to improve it. You've never, trust me, you've never done what was necessary to make it better. It lets you mad about what it is. Ooh, but today, today I pray that you come out of being idle and you come out of being inactive. Here's the next one, though. Underactive. Some of you do the least you possibly can and expect the most. Look at me. And because you're used to people who tolerate that from you, 
People like me who put a demand on you. Ooh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. People like me who call more out of you, you look at that and will have an issue with somebody putting a demand on you instead of saying, wait a minute, maybe I'm underactive. God only puts demands where he knows their supply. Which means every area of your life, you feel like, hey, this is, this is, I'm, putting the, I'm under pressure. This is a lot. That means God's putting a demand on you because he knows you can produce. Please, if there's somebody in your house, somebody on your job, touch them on the shoulder, please, and say, God's putting a demand on you. He's put, if there's nobody around you, type it in the comments. He's putting a demand. That's the pressure you feel. It's a demand. There's more in you. That's the energy you feel. It's a demand. There's more in you. Do not be underactive because you will also be underrepresented in your wins. You ready? Here's the next part. Here's the next part. It means this, sluggish. Uh-oh. Sluggish means I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it slow. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it at my own pace. We've all seen people that when they do something, you can see their sluggish attitude. <sighs> don't nobody care nothing about your sign and your attitude. And don't know, watch me. The only one who cares about that is your pride. Because all this sluggishness you're doing is you trying to, watch me, you ready? Is you trying to use your sluggish energy to shift the atmosphere. And I need some of y'all, you work with people like this. They're sluggish, always complaining, always talking negative. It's 4.30 and they just now getting to their queue. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You need to learn how to say, I refuse to be sluggish. I am not going to get the least, uh, do the least and expect the most. You cannot be sluggish. I'm just so tired. From what? We have a napping generation of people today where they need five naps and ain't done nothing. They wake up tired, go to sleep tired, sleep tired, just tired. Because when you are sluggish and you walk around, watch me, with this negative disposition, this negative attitude, I want to do the least and expect the most. The Bible says you lack discipline. Here's the truth. But Bishop, what if I just don't feel like it? Discipline says I force myself to feel what's necessary to win. Bishop, are you saying to fake it? That ain't what I said. I didn't say nothing about fake it. I said you force yourself. If you've ever gone to the gym, and I've only been in the gym. Y'all know I've told y'all my story. I've been transparent because I understand the struggle. I understand. For years and years and years, I tried everything to lose weight. Um, I tried slim fast, slim slow, metabolite. This, that, everything, nothing worked for me. One year, 2013, the Lord, we were at the end of a 21-day Daniel fast. I'm watching this program on Netflix. I can't even tell you what the program is. I'm watching the program on Netflix, and when I watch the program on Netflix, they literally give you all of these, uh, these steps, and literally that day, I quit fast food, cold turkey. I made all of these changes in my family. Now, I had one more Papado platter that night. That was just one more. I had one more that night. Come on, just drop one in the comments. I had one more that night, and I was like, starting tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do. And I stayed disciplined. And so I lost over now 120 some odd pounds. And then during coronavirus, during coronavirus, I went to put on a suit because we've been casual. I went to put on a suit. I was preaching in Huntsville. I went to put on a suit. Them pants didn't quite come up from right here. I said, oh, the devil is a lie. All right, and so when I got back, I was like, I got to do something. So February 21, I was like, I'm going to the gym. Look at me. I hated the gym. Do you know how much I hated the gym? I would walk past the gym fast. 
I hated the gym. When I saw people working out, I was like, I ain't trying to be like that. I ain't got no neck, just head and shoulders, just no neck. I was like, I do not want to go to the gym. I hate the gym. I can't stand the gym. And then you get in there and them gym people, you know, gym people, they try to make you feel bad because you, you ain't doing the stuff they do. And, you know, you putting your weight on 50 and they'll come after you, you know, walking all big and all this. And they'll put the weight down. I'm like, ain't nobody studying you. So what I literally had to do in February 2021, I said, God, give me the desire and the discipline to go to the gym. So you know what I started confessing? I love the gym. I love the gym. You know what I started confessing? I love eating right. Now here's the deal. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. See, because here's what you think. You think if I don't feel it, then I shouldn't do it, which means you are a slave to your emotions. Instead, you tell yourself, this is what's necessary to win, so this is what I will do. And so now people talk about everywhere I go, it does not, it does not, it does not matter where I go. I was in the elevator at my home the other day. When I was in the elevator, a gentleman walks in, he says, man, what are you, you're a fitness coach? Everywhere. I can go to a restaurant. They're like, how are you eating this? Are you a fitness coach? And I'm like, I probably need to start me a little fitness business or something and start training people. You know what I'm saying? Here's the point. Here's the point. I discipline myself even for something I didn't have the desire to do. You're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to have desire and discipline, desire and discipline, and you can't be sluggish. Here's the last definition to be, watch me, the antonym or the opposite of discipline. It's to stop doing what works. As a pastor, I see people do this all the time. Your sowing and your serving got you on. And now you get the bright idea to stop serving and stop sowing. Have you, are you drinking Drano? I need you to put, the, put it down, put it back. Unroll it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Put it back. Because whatever substance you're on has got you bugging. That makes no sense. Why would you stop doing what you saw work? This ain't somebody else's testimony. This is your own story. This is your own praise report. I see this happen with people. And I'm telling some of you today, God is saying to you, listen, you have to go back to what works. You have to get back to what works. You have to get back to what works. Because watch me. When you lose desire and discipline, watch me. You don't lose immediately you'll lose over time. And before you know it, watch me, you'll be so far off that you won't even know it. Matter of fact, I got a story that can show it better, and then we out of here online only someday. Do me a favor, just come in and like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. Matthew 14, 29, it says this. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. All right, all right, somebody say, that's the goal. To go to Jesus. Look at verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. What happened? He lost the discipline of his senses. Here's my question, Peter. Where were you going? To Jesus. What did you start looking at? The storm. Y'all not saying that to me. You're supposed to be focused on Jesus. Your discipline is to keep your eyes on him. But now you've broken discipline and you're looking at the storm. You're looking at what's going on around you. You're looking at who's talking about you. You're looking at all of your situation. And what happens? He begins to sink. Shut your mouth. Here's your shout. Here's your shout. If he began to sink, that means he didn't sink immediately. Oh, my God. I got good news for somebody today. God came just in time to snatch you back before you begin to sink. He came just in time to get you back before you fall. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, he's just in time. Your coat. 
Come on, say it again. Say, he's just in time. Listen, the Bible says, the Bible says, Peter saw, what is that? Your senses. This means he did not master his senses. His senses mastered him. I pray in these last four months of this year that you master your senses. Mm. That your emotions not run you, that your senses not run you, that your feelings don't run you. Hear me, because if you're going to win, you're going to have to do it differently than you've seen other people do it. Watch me. It says, and when he saw that the wind was boisterous, loud. In other words, discipline can be broken because the sounds around you are loud. What your cousin said is loud. The doubt you feel is loud. Your past failures are loud. See, boisterous, it's all around you. See, I can preach to you now, but if there's somebody hollering over on the side, or if there's somebody that's hollering over on the side, I can preach to you right now, but if, if while I'm talking to you, they keep on hollering. And then watch me, and then something over here starts hollering. And, and watch me, I, watch me. All of a sudden, it's difficult for you to focus on me because of the noise that's going on around you. But I pray that God would shut your ears and shut your senses to the things around you that are trying to distract you. And I pray you would be disciplined. I pray you would be disciplined. I pray you would be discipline come on open your mouth and type it in the comments i am disciplined watch me watch me here it is here it is and beginning to sink he cried out saying lord jesus saved me peter you stopped doing what worked peter you got out this boat you started walking on water you focusing on jesus these distractions come these bills come these people's opinions come. Uh-oh, somebody you were counting on, you can't count on them no more. You got all these distractions, and now you're looking at the storm. And while you're looking at the storm, while you're looking at your situation, while you're looking at this issue, while you're looking at what your husband said, what your wife said, what your kids said, while you're looking at all of this, what ends up happening? You literally have broken your discipline. You stopped doing what worked. Here's where you're at today, verse 31. And immediately... And immediately, I need somebody to be ready. Watch me. It, it may be whatever it is right now, but you're about to step into an immediately. Come on, I need you to release a worship for five seconds for an immediately. Right there, go five, four, three, two, one. Whoa, come on, somebody shout immediately. Immediately. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, and he caught him. In other words, today, listen, because some of y'all said, Bishop, this is a good message for an unbeliever. I ain't talking just to those that don't know the Lord. I'm talking to you. Watch me. Peter was saved. You ready? Peter wasn't just saved. Peter was a leader. I'm talking to those of you that got titles, badges, and positions that have seats of authority. I'm talking to those of you that have been walking with the Lord for a long time. I'm talking to those of you that, watch me, that you think you are above falling, that you think you too good to get, to get caught up. I'm going to tell you immediately, God's reaching his hand out to you to catch you. Hear me? And he said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? What do you mean? A lack of desire and a lack of discipline equals doubt a lack of desire and a lack of discipline where did he lose his desire when he's walking towards jesus he hears the storm he sees the storm he loses his 
desire. I pray you get your eyes back on the right target. I pray you get your eyes back on the right target. I pray, watch me. Look, look at me, Peter. Look at me, Peter. All of you, all of us, we're Peters today. Look at me. What did you get your eyes on? Maybe it's not just your circumstances and your situation. Maybe you took your eyes off of the Savior and you put them on yourself. You, you're so concerned you're about to drown, you ain't even paying attention to the fact that, 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 watch me, you're walking on what killed other people. And so now your eyes are either on your situation, your eyes are on yourself. He lacked desire, but he, then he also lacked discipline. He stopped doing what worked. Peter, all I need you to do is put your eyes back on the goal. Put your eyes back on Jesus. Put your eyes back on the right target. Listen, I pray today, lift your hands wherever you're at. I pray today, God restore your desire and God restore your discipline. God restore your desire. God restore your discipline. God restore your desire. God restore your discipline. He give you the right desires. Mm. And he give you the right disciplines. He give you the right desires. And he gives you the right disciplines. He gives you the right desires. He gives you the right disciplines. I pray that you would not be distracted by your circumstances or your situation. I pray you would not be distracted by yourself. I pray he give you the right desires and the right disciplines. In Jesus' name, open your mouth, release a worship right there, wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, if it's your winning season, I just need you to put a worship right there wherever you're at and type it in the comments. Hallelujah. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, I don't need you to bow your head or close your eyes because we're online only, so I need you to look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Wherever you're at today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you are at, this is your moment. You're not watching this on accident. Literally, God has reached out his hand to get you before you sink. I love that verse, beginning to sink. I don't know about you, but anytime I stepped out on water, I just would sink. I, oh, no beginning to sink. Which means God says, I love you so much. What should kill you instantly, I'll block it. Oh, my God. You need to think there was some stuff that when you did wrong, it should have taken you out. But he gave you time. He's become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord wherever you're at. On the count of three, I want you to do that hand with your emoji or say it's me wherever you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. We're in this to win this. And he can't lead you to triumph if you're not his in the first place. One, two, three. Respond right now. Respond right now. Do that hand with your emoji or say it's me right there in the comments. Do that hand with your emoji or say it's me right now. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. It's my winning season. It's win or win for me. I'm in this to win this. Desire and discipline is faith. It creates wins. I have the right desires. I have the right disciplines in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure, just take out your phone and text the word DECISION to 877-552-4746 or you can scan the QR code that's right there on the screen wherever you are at. 
Listen, I pray you got something out of the word on this online only Sunday. Listen, some of you, you're, you're already saved, but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver. You can live in Atlanta, coast to coast. You can live anywhere across America and around the world and be a part of our Harvest family. We'd love to have you as a part of the family. How do I connect, Bishop? It's super simple. It's on the screen. Text Join Harvest to 877-552-4746 or scan the QR code that's right there on the screen. Listen, I want us all, since the month of May, I told you, in May of 2022, the Lord says, son, I want to release wealth into the people of Harvest. And since then, you've seen me consistently call out specific seeds with specific names. You don't just go grab a bag of seed and just start throwing it out and say, well, I hope this works. You can't mix watermelon and carrots and cucumbers together. That ain't going to work. I've been doing that since the month of May, and I believe that. And I want everybody today, I want us to sow. And, and here's what you're going to call this seed. This is your immediately seed. It's right there, Matthew 14 and 31. They're going to put that scripture up for you. Matthew 14 and 31. I want everybody to get a $31 seed. That's it. You can do more than that if you want to. You can do 310. You can do... You can do 3,100. You can do 31,000. You're loaded. Just make it a cool 3.1 million. Listen, just, just do that. But I want everybody to get that seed with me right where you're at. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hear me. This is your immediate seed. When desire and discipline meet, you're going to create immediately. When desire and discipline meet, you're going to see things happen immediately for you. Come on, type that in the comments. Immediately, immediately. Let your giving to the Lord. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, I sow in your kingdom, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, because you love a cheerful giver. As I sow, I believe I have the right desires and the right disciplines. This is my immediately seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.